0: Jesus. I read.
1: again. Everybody. Oh, it's Jesus. I
0: really want to see in you and me. It's Jesus. I
1: tell you one thing, if you don't know it, we're living in a crazy world. I read just this last week for a 27-year-old man was going to sue his mother and father for bringing him into the world without asking his permission. That's the people pushing buggies by you down at Walmart just looking real strange at you. Imagine, Brother Bram said in 1965, the whole world is groping in insanity. Today, a man goes to the dentist in Kingsport, Gray, out there, wherever it was, and kills a woman right there, his wife. Friends, you better serve Jesus. That's right. We need him every day of our life. That's right. Thank God. It won't be long. Government's going to change. No, I ain't talking about Trump. I ain't talking about the Democrats. I'm talking about Jesus. We don't need a Democrat, Republican, or or whatever more president. We need a king. The king to come and take over. Well, let us turn to the golden verse of the Scripture. Any of y'all know what that is? You ever heard it called that? No? John 3.16. That's what it's called. John 3.16. <clears throat> Most of you, no doubt, know it by memory, by heart. Quoted it since you were children. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he hath not believed In the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now you may be wondering why I would want to take this for a text and preach about the church. But since the message of the church is going to be so much about salvation and the gospel, which means good news, it would have been very important for the Lord Jesus to be able to convey to them how they are to convey this message to not only their generation, but the future generations as it would go down through time. I love this scripture, don't you? It's uh, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Theologians debate, you know, when you look at the break, the way that it's written and you divide the Aramaic and the Greek words. I know it's all Greek to you, but... (laughs) Whenever you play on words, there. but whenever you come down to verse 15 and there's actually a break in the language and theologians debate that from the 16th verse down, it wasn't the words of the Lord Jesus himself in your red letter edition, it will be, but it was actually the words of John down through verse 19, which when you read it, you know, you look at it and well, it could be, it could not be. It, to me, it doesn't really matter. The message that is there that is conveyed is the importance May God help us tonight as we look at it. How many would like to be remembered in prayer? Let's pray together, if you would. Father, we thank you for your goodness today. Lord Jesus, what a wonderful, wonderful master you are. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us to yourself, calling us out of a world of darkness, a world groping in insanity, a world, oh God, that the darkness each day gets worse and worse. And the people that serve your enemy are in such a terrible, terrible shape. Lord, we, even as your people who live for you, feel the onslaught of that darkness. The prophet tells us in 1961 that the lid had been torn off the kettle and demon powers are streaming in every direction. If it was so then, how much more is it now? But Father, we want to stand and testify tonight of the keeping power of God. Of the saving grace that saved us, that not only saved us, but have kept us since we were saved. Amen. So we endeavor to look into your word tonight. I pray that you would help us. Father, you see this prayer cross that I have in my hand. Lord Jesus, Sister Emily's friend, and dear God, medically looking at it, it looks like that <clears throat> there's no hope for her father with this disease of cancer that's ravaging her body. Well, we pray for your mercy, dear Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. We ask tonight that you would anoint our hearts that we can be able to receive of your word, Father. It's in the name of the word, the Lord Jesus, that we ask it. And the saints said, God bless you. You may be seated. Remember John 3.16 was actually spoken to Nicodemus. Jesus is not preaching to elect he is not giving a mysterious parable with a private interpretation to his closest followers so he starts out in verse 14 is where we'd like to pick it up and he he begins to speak to Nicodemus prior to this when he comes to him by night And we know that Nicodemus never could really believe. The first time that Jesus begins to speak this strange, peculiar doctrine about being born again is to a man that we know never got born again. So he's speaking it not to disciples or apostles or preachers, but speaking it to a man that we find him showing up in the church age book, which was one of those type of people that was kind to the people of God in the time of trouble. But yet he's the first mortal on the earth to hear this new and strange and profound doctrine of being born again. So the Lord Jesus mentions a few things to him about the new birth and about the wind. bloweth where it will and all of that. And then notice how he goes in verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Now this would have been a story with Nicodemus being a Jew that he would have been very well acquainted with. A story that he knew, no doubt, since he was a child. It was a sign of man's rebellion. Him being a Jew, one that was taught, Phariseeic in faith, uh, one that knew the Old Testament Torah, the Mishnah, Uh, the Pharisees did believe the first five books of Moses. Part of them actually received Isaiah, Jeremiah, the Mishnah, they received different parts of the prophets. So he was one that was very well trained and believed. And so when the Lord Jesus would have went there, his mind would have no doubt seen a similarity trying to grasp what the significance of what Jesus was going to say. And he said, as Moses lifted up the brass serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So he, in his mind, could have been able to comprehend That the brass serpent was uplifted because of the sin of a rebellious people. And those people being the children of Israel. And they had rebelled against the very command of God. And God had allowed the serpents to come among them. And whenever He did, of course, God made a way by the mediatorial prayer of Moses, when Moses sought the face of God and God gave him a remedy, which was a very peculiar remedy. God did not tell Moses to take uh, axes and mattocks and shovels and swords and shields and spears and go out in among the bushes and the fields and everybody do a snake drive. Everybody get out there and try to kill all the snakes you can kill. God did not tell Moses to pass some sort of legislation to where that no more snakes would be allowed on the border Camps of the children of Israel. He did not tell them to ignore the snakes and they would go away. But he did not tell them to even try to climb the pole that was going to be erected. But he gave them a very simple yet profound way of deliverance and how they would be healed when they were bit. And that was that Moses is going to take a piece of brass. He's going to beat that brass and have it beaten by an artificer which is going to shape this in the shape and the size of a serpent. These serpents were sort of yellowish amber having red spots down their back on their forehead or on the top of their head and when they would bite the venom was released in your body and it rushed like fire. If you didn't get some sort of remedy in a matter of minutes you were dead. So what a peculiar remedy that it seemed that God would tell Moses so take a serpent put it up on a cross as we would say or a pole and when one. Have him to come so you're out in the garden, you're taking care of your cattle, you're doing whatever more, you only have a matter of minutes before you get there and you rush and you get there in time and this is simply all you have to do. You, All you need to do is look at the uplifted serpent and believe the remedy that God has prescribed and all of a sudden there was a reversal and an anti-venom by the creation of the Word of God begins to go processing in your body. Can you imagine now? They have no doctors, they have no nurses, they have no ERs, and they have no anti-venom shots or they're going around. But by simply looking at the uplifted serpent, but you can't just look now. You can't just try. Well, I'm going to try it and see if it works. No, you've got to look and you've got to believe. Now it's more than just a well I mentally believe in and I accept it. No, you actually put your trust in the raised serpent on the pole that God through that medium and channel would spare your life. Now what a peculiar way, but yet God was testifying of the very hour that the Lord Jesus was now talking about. Because man was bitten by sin, the serpent, right? So the only way now that God can be able to remedy that, as we've been looking after the order of Melchizedek, is that God must become a serpent himself. And how can deity ever do it? How can a theophany ever do it? He cannot. So God must allow a special creation of Himself in the form of sonship to take on the image of a snake. Praise the Lord. Jesus wasn't just a sinner as far as representation. He even went lower than that. He took on the form and representation of a snake the serpent bruised that's right so you now the Lord Jesus speaking these words to Nicodemus and saying this as Moses lifted up the brass serpent so must the son of man be lifted up now so the people come they were young they were old they were middle aged rich poor didn't make any difference at all now here the Lord Jesus remember is injecting now the very fundamental principles of salvation but he's doing it to a non-elect Species. now if you'll notice this there is no record in the four gospels or in the book of Acts in the first chapter where the Lord Jesus ever teaches the new birth like this to his apostles oh I'm sorry y'all didn't know that Do you understand? Now, some of y'all is going to read your Bible right now. You're going to try to thumb through it. No, listen to me now, and then you can stay up all night when you go home and check me out. But just listen to what I got to say. There is no recorded verse in the New Testament where any of the apostles ever stood and preached a sermon using John 3.16 as the text. No doubt they did preach John 3.16. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry you all didn't know that. Maybe you ought to spend more time reading your Bible instead of on Facebook. Maybe you ought to read the original Facebook. God's face in the book, your face in the book too. <laughs> it will probably do you a lot more good than keeping up with somebody else's favorite pudding and pineapple upside down cake. Well, hallelujah. Now notice, did, did the apostles believe in that? Of course they did but yet what would be the basis of most preachers when they know how to preach if they did not preach John 3.16 but whenever you look at it in the scripture the first sermon that was preached after the Lord Jesus of course died raised from the dead the upper room the disciples go there and Peter stands up and he preaches so what was the first sermon that he preached he never quoted John 3.16 he never quoted St. John 5.24 he never quoted any of that and asked him men and brethren what must we do he said Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and you'll receive the gift. Hey, wait a minute! What about John three sixteen? Well, praise the Lord. Amen, brother. do you? Don't tell me you don't believe in John three sixteen with all of my heart, with all of my heart, in this right place to the right people. It's intended for. Praise the Lord. Now, don't get mad at me, friends. Get mad at Jesus. He's the one that didn't say this to Peter. I'm only just showing you what, what what the Bible says. Now, what's the verb here that Jesus uses in the, in the language? So must the Son of Man be lifted up. It is a twofold purpose in that he will be lifted up, and the lifting up will go and cause the further exaltation of his glory. Now, to man, man would look at the cross and think that it was the end result would be total shame. And yet it was a shame. It was a reproach for the Lord Jesus to hang there. But yet the cross actually became the very channel by which God would manifest and return to the Logos, the former glory that he had bore with the Father in the invisible realm. Because God humbles us and then leads us through the humbling into a place of exaltation. So as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, why? Now what's God going to do? God is going to allow the humanity of the Lord Jesus to be crucified. By doing that, he will pay the penalty of sin, which the could not pay, which God the Father in spirit form could not pay. Only the sonship of God through a creative act of God would be able to bear this. So the whole world could be able to be saved if they want to be saved. Now this is the condemnation that will wait multiplied billions of people that stand before the white throne even those that come through the millennium on the other side and reject the cross and what God has done because God has made a way even though there many of them are not elect they are not his chosen they'll never have the intimate place that the bride will never no and there ain't nothing you can do to change that I don't care how how you say well I don't think it's right God never asked your opinion about it that's the way God done it So here God is showing, it's very fitting to me, that the Lord Jesus would say this to this caliber of an individual which is non-elect. Because you don't find him saying this when he addresses the elect. His terminology, his language, in the way that he deals with when he deals with them it's totally different, so here we have a non-elect person that will be saved at the end, he will come up at the end, oh my and yet Jesus picks this individual, now John no doubt was there and some of the others were there and John was able by the Holy Ghost to pin this down and remember what the Lord Jesus said notice now in verse 15 that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now the particular construction of these words, let me read this to you, reveal that eternal life is not promised to whosoever believeth, though not to all believers, but to those that are in him. Notice the way the scripture said it, that whosoever believeth in him, so you're in him believing. It's not believing on Him, you're in Him believing. This is eternal life. Now, if this scripture had some sort of magical power, then that everybody that believed in Him, that people could wait till the last five minutes before they die, every devil, every demon out of hell could wait right up till they get ready to be cast into the lake of fire, and then all of a sudden they say, I believe. I accept Jesus as my Savior. God, according to your words, you can't throw me into hell, because now I believe. But you gotta be in Him, believe Him. Now, there will be multiplies of millions of people that have heard an element of truth, many denominational people that have given their heart to God as far as they could go under justification that will backslide away from that and most of them never had eternal life in the first place. And it will never be given to them as a gift unless they go on to follow on with every bit of the light that God shows them. And there will be many, of course, come up to the tribulation period and they will wash the robes and make them white in the blood of the Lamb. But those are people that are doing everything they know to do. So those who feel like, well, if I believe the Lord Jesus and I accept Him, I receive eternal life immediately and that's the end of it. That's the end of it, all right? That's a bunch of lies. You do not receive eternal life just because in your mind you believe Jesus died on a cross. That's right. But whosoever believeth in him. So you are in him believing. But you see, it is the ideology of the devil to convince the masses of Christians around the world that if they believe, then automatically they've got eternal life. Well, that means they don't have to dress right. They don't have to live right. They don't have to talk right. If you've already got eternal life, you've already got it. So what difference does it make how you live? But that don't line up with the rest of the scripture, you see. Notice now, Jesus says again, we'll we'll, we'll say Jesus said this, okay? Uh, For God so loved... Now let's look at verse 16 and let's break it down by the meanings of the words. For God so loved the world. And the church said... God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now look at the word loved. It is agapeo, which means to welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, to love dearly, to be contented at or with a thing. Now, this is not a agapetos, which is the beloved, but this is love. So God, so He was so fond of the world. Is there people that you're fond of that you don't care if you ever eat lunch with them again or not? Oh, come on now, don't put on your little angelic wings and act like that now. So there's people you're fond of that are not your closest friends. There's people that you're fond of, but yet you don't hate them, but you don't have the same degree of love or measure of love that you have for other people. Amen. So God so loved the cosmos. Now, the world. Look at the meaning of the world. It is the inhabitants of the earth, men, the ungodly multitude, the whole mass of men alienated from God and therefore hostile to the cause of Christ. So God so was fond of the alienated mass of humanity, praise God. God so loved the world that he gave, which is a gift which come out of his own being. This is the full expression of love. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. Now look at this word monogenus, which is only child, single of its kind, or just basically only so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son which was true up to this time the monogios the only one of the gene pool of God that was manifested mono which is single monogios which was the only one manifested at this time in this way only begotten son of God so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son Amen. that whosoever Believeth, piss you who, which is commit unto, commit one's trust to think, to be true, to be persuaded of, to entrust. Now, look, these are not people that are going to try Jesus like you try Coke. Okay, I've been a Mountain Dew drinker all my life, you say, or I've drunk RC, or I've drunk, I'm going to try Coke. Well, you see, that's the way a lot of people do God. They try God. They're going to try God with marijuana and try God with cocaine. They're going to try God with Jack Daniels and a little bit of cigarettes all mixed together. Uh, God don't mix with marijuana. God don't mix with alcohol. Come on, saints. You don't try God. Whenever you really believe, you're not coming to God and say, well, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to see how it is. I mean, I've got my doubts. I've got my questions. and many. This is why they don't last, because they do try God like a a new coffee drink at Dunkin' Donut. So they try that. That sounds really gross, but I'm going to try it anyway. And sure enough, many of them don't like whatever flavor it is, and so they don't try it again. Well, some try God. for six months six years some for 30 years and they finally wind up saying you know what I really don't think I believe that well in all reality they didn't fully believe it they did not commit their fidelity and their trust to this living God initially now notice the way Jesus said that whosoever believeth in him should not perish so a real believer is not trying God like trying coke or trying a new kind of a hamburger or a new kind of cheese they are committing the their full trust for the rest of their life to God well praise the Lord to be persuaded of but tell me how, how is that possible when we're born lost How can you be totally convinced? How, how can you really believe and really, really trust with everything in you that you're going to make this decision? understand some of you, when you, m- m- humanly, when you made this decision 20 years ago, 30, 40, 50, whatever it is, something that so clicked inside of your soul and echoed in the regions of heaven, that decision that God had chose you before the foundation of the world, and when it was reflected down on you on earth, something that, that so identified you in the eternities, all the things you have been through nothing has ever been able to sway that decision you're not that stable I'm not that stable brother Rob we cannot how can we do that we're too changing we're too fluctuating we're too this and that it had to be something beyond us it had to be a decision beyond our decision praise God Notice this in Young's translation, John three sixteen, for God did so love the world that his Son, the only begotten, he gave, that every one who is believing in him, may not perish, but may have life age enduring. But remember now, you can't come to God just when you want. St. John 6.44 No man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me. Draw him and I will raise him up at the last day. So these all, of course, have to tie together. Now notice Jesus says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I love the words here that he uses. Because eternal life is actually, the literally in the Greek and the Aramaic, it is literally the life of the world to come expressed now praise be to god the life of the world to come being expressed now you understand folks that are going to hell their are destiny will be hell you understand that many of them are living like hell right now they're talking like hell they're going they're living out their destiny praise god aren't you glad there's something inside of you you're living home you're living out where you're going. Notice in verse 17 now, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn... Oh my goodness, no, 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 Donnie, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Jesus don't mention nothing about God so loved the bride. God so loved the chosen. God so loved the elect. God so loved the foreknown, the predestinated. But the world. Message folks, friends, it's unbelievable how mad message folks get when they hear these things. You know why? Tradition. They get so mad. And these are the words, not of me, of the Lord Jesus. They get so mad when they hear these things. Well, I can't help it. You just have to scratch a mad spot and get glad as far as I'm concerned. This is the Word of God. I'm sorry you haven't grown since you've been in the message. It's time to grow up. For God sent not His Son into the cosmos to condemn the cosmos. Notice He didn't come into the world itself in order to condemn the world. But that the world through Him. Uh Uh-oh. I want somebody to look at this word on this big old screen up here. We're going to spell it. M-I-G-H-T. Oh, you mean there's no guarantee? I tell you, when I seen that the other night, I about tore my study upside down. I said, Lord, how can I've read that my whole life? Notice now how he puts, oh Lord, he puts conditionally on those that look at the serpent in a parallel illustration. So everybody that looked at the serpent was not saved unless they believed. And they might have been saved then and got bit tomorrow. And if they come back and didn't believe, they still died lost, as we'd say. So a person could be saved today, backslide, go away from God, and wind up being lost. That'll be the memories that'll haunt them in the regions of the lost when they get there. So Jesus didn't say, if a man believes on me, he's got eternal security. If he believes at once, there's one way you've got eternal security. You've got to be in the Lamb himself. That's right. Looking on him ain't enough. Believing on him ain't enough. You've got to be in him believing. Notice this, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him. Go ahead and say it, children, it won't hurt you. Now, I might be a millionaire before I die. And some of you all might. I'm not very hopeful, are you? So you may not might, Brother Jerry, and I might not? Is that the way that works? So some folks come to Jesus and they might wind up being saved and some of them won't. One scripture handed that for me. I know. That's why I brought some more for you. John 1 and 6. There was a man sent from God. His name was John. The same came for a witness to bear. witness of the light. That all men through him... Boy, this sounds like a mighty gospel. Can't you see why God, there's no way God would have allowed his sonship to come to the earth and the basis of the gospel would be built on might. So he took care of that before the gospel ever was introduced and ordained some seed. Amen. You'll never find where the elect might. You'll never find where the predestinated might. They will. Yes, <laughs> St. John 5.33 You sent unto John and bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from men. But these things I say that ye St. John twenty thirty, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that ye might, might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might, might have life through his name. Romans 10:1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they. But they won't be. I wish everybody in Johnson City could be saved, but they won't be. I wish everybody comes to Happy Valley well. I hope they are. I wish everybody around the message would be. But only God knows that in your own choice. You might be and you might not be. Praise the Lord. Well, how do I know it? depends on you. Oh, what if I'm not bride? If you're not bride, you can still be saved. Well, praise God. So Jesus speaks this now to a non-elect. Let's read it again. It's in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world, and men loved darkness rather than light. And may I say the same thing exists today. People can look right at light, they can look right at righteousness, and they will choose their filth, their wickedness, their lying, their debauchery, their sin. They are deserving of hellfire. I know you think that sounds cruel, but God said because they've turned him down, they are condemned already. And God will be justified in doing so. Men love darkness rather than light because, because God hated them and God wouldn't give them a chance? No, because their deeds were evil. Praise be to God. But now, when Jesus would have the elect together, since he didn't preach to them, John 3.16, how did Jesus preach salvation and all that to them? Matthew 13.10, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So these is the sermons the elect heard. They heard John 3.16. They said, praise God. God's made a way for old Nicodemus. God's made a way for some of them folks that the mysteries ain't given to. The mysteries has never unfolded to the You imagine that man walked away in pure confusion? You imagine him walking away, Brother Darren? He said, How on the, uh, Brother Dallas, he looked at him and said, How can a man enter the second time into his mother's womb? I don't understand what you're talking about. How is it that you, being a great teacher, a great rabbi in Israel, how can you not understand these things? He walked away scratching his head. He never did get the Holy Ghost. He never did accept the apostolic message, but he was kind to the the people of God in the time of trouble? Praise the Lord. Oh my. Notice, unto you it is given to know the mysteries of God, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken, even that he has. And this is the same man that said John 3.16. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because seeing they see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saying, by hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. Seeing see, and shall not perceive. You mean he's not embarrassed about this? This is not mean and cruel? These are the types of sermons they lectured. But if he was preaching conventions and preaching out, you know, among shallow folks, he'd, you know, preach a little bit different. Well, praise God. <laughs> for this people's heart is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Blessed us any time. Oh my, they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears for they hear. Praise Praise God. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. And at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. So these are the kind of prayers and the kind of sermons that the elect heard. And then they'd notice him around Nicodemus' top people and say, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And they'd say, praise God. Praise God for his mercy. So you imagine what they preached when they left. They preached that there was people that was foreordained of God. There was people ordained to life to see certain things. And they also preached, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not filled with the Holy Ghost. Saved. Wow, they had an understanding. The way the gospel was divided up. Praise be to God. Mark chapter 4 verse 10, when he was alone. Uh Uh-oh. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve, ask of him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Luke chapter 10 verse 22. All things delivered to me of my Father, no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father. And who the Father is but the Son. And He to whom the Son, glory be to God, will reveal Him. Do you understand where you're living? Do you understand where we're living, brother Wayne? Living under the teaching of the very Lord Jesus Himself in the last days to teach us who the Father is. He's not an old man. It's not two or three gods, but I and my father are one. You'll never know it just by reading scriptures or even just by reading quotes. Only the son, the Logos, can teach you. Notice, Nicodemus never hears this. Wouldn't do no good. (laughs) Don't you go to sleep on me, devil. Wake up now. I think he nodded a little bit. I'm going to read this verse again. All things are delivered to me and my father. And no man knoweth who the son is but the father. Now you imagine at this time, Harry, when he's on the earth, the mystery of the Logos and Melchizedek has not been revealed. And who the father is but the son. And he to whom the son will reveal him. And he turned him to his disciples and said read it so you imagine he turns and said hey 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 this is for you <laughs> what would you say Jesus oh I'm just talking to him My wife here. He turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which he see and have not seen them and to hear those things which he hear and have not heard them. May I say to you tonight, Epibelli, Luther would have loved to have your spot tonight. Luther would love to sit right where you're sitting. Luther would love to sit where you're sitting tonight. Wesley would love to say the early fathers of Pentecost would love to have your spot where you're sitting tonight And something and you the words of God that to them was such a mystery They never understood but God has allowed us because we are partakers of the last day ministry When God said I will restore saith the Lord under the ministry of Malachi 4 Bless it on your eyes, bless it on your ears These are more of the words that he was said to his chosen. So the last shall be first and the first last. For many shall be called, but few chosen. Chapter 22, verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. St. John 15, 13. Greater love has no man than this, than a man laid down his life for his friends. Now remember, Judas is gone now. St. John 14, 15, 16, 17, on up through there, are several chapters. Jesus is now speaking in the most intimate discourse of the entire Gospels. Judas is gone. And Jesus is speaking to his wife to be. Oh, praise God. I found this in studying on friendship. The main ideals of friendship in ancient literature included loyalty, sometimes to the death, equality and mutual sharing of all possessions and an intimacy which a friend could share everything in confidence how I many of y'all have friends that you told them something and then you found out you shouldn't have told them because they told their friend and their friend and their friend? You said this is between me and you. You didn't realize it was between me and you and 3,000 more. Well, it don't take me but one time. I hope you don't take less of me, but I try preachers. I tell preachers things. Oh yeah, truths, of course. I tell them things and then I listen for a month or two or six and to see if I hear it back. It'd be surprised at to the preachers in this message that you can't trust. But I figure if I do want to need a friend, I want to try man. Come on children, don't sit there and look at me funny. Some of you have been better off to do that instead of blabbing every secret to you God, to mouths. Well, preach brother Donnie. I'll tell you what Jesus ain't telling these things to Cephasus He's not telling these secret things He didn't even tell Judas He waited till Judas was gone Lord have mercy I believe the closer we get to the end of the way And the falling away from us I'm not talking about bride falling And being restored and coming back But serpent seed falling away from us The intimate discourse of our Lord Will become so powerful and so wonderful It will lead us to the body Changed. That's why all hell tries to break against us. <sighs> you see, the servant was never taken in this intimate confidence and trust. This is why the church, the church, will never hear such things. It's only to the wife. (laughs) You see, some folks think that it's enough. Just to not do what Jesus don't want him to do. Well, the Lord don't want me to get drunk. The Lord don't want me to lie. He wants me to be honest. And the Lord wants me to do this and that. So ain't that enough? If I do that, ain't that enough to make it in? Ain't that? I don't want just that. I want to be a friend. Hope you don't misunderstand me. Me and Jesus are buddies. I don't just talk to him he talks to me now much of it is meant for me and him but a lot of it you're benefited by it you just don't know it I don't get up and tell you every day he told me this and every day he told me that and every day he told me something else my goodness the way some folks talk about it he ain't got time to talk to nobody because he spends you know 24 hours a day with them I don't believe that I said I don't believe that that's a braggart that's a braggart but a lot of what God wants to do to us is what He intended for it to be. Intimate is between you and Him. You see, abstinence from evil is doing righteous, but has nothing to do with the intimacy. Well, I don't do this, and I don't do that, and I don't do that, and you have an attitude because you don't do it. I don't smoke, but I wish I could. I don't cast but I wish I could you didn't, like, Come here and let me cast that devil at you Right now, get up here But you see a person that's so in love with Jesus They're not getting as close as they can to the world To see whoop, 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 whoop. This is the world Now let me guess just cause They want to get just as far away And they want to be so close to him Brother West. That so they can hear His voice. I believe that you and I can live so close to God that He don't just forgive us when we make mistakes. He can keep us from making them if we'll listen. I don't want to just know Him in the power of forgiveness. I want to know Him in the power of prevention. Whoa! Glory be to God! The power of prevention, Brother Jim. That His Spirit warns you, Don't do this, don't say that, there's a trap laid for you. You see, even in the natural, a man and his wife ought to be best friends. Now, there are friends, of course, you brothers have friends that you're close to, and you know, if you're in business, you talk about your businesses and you know, whatever you're doing, the brothers and all that, but in reality, when a man marries a woman and a woman marries a man, they ought to be marrying their best friend. That was totally God's philosophy. Marrying his best friend. Now watch how he's introducing the gospel, but the elect version. I'm trying to be nice, but the further I go, the harder it's getting. Now watch as he speaks to his Henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you. Friends, they're not even born again yet. But they're going to be. Just a few days, that'll be taken care of. I have called you friends. Now this is the way friendship, this is the way deity defines friendship for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you so you're not a friend of God just because you get 13 new Cadillacs or 13 new Lincolns or BMWs or Boy, God loves me so much I'm telling you what I've got money running out my ears money running out your ears ain't going to help you Friendship to God is when Christ the Word reveals his heart's secret to you. Not just the preacher saying it over and over and it becomes intellectual knowledge, but when the preacher's preaching it, all of a sudden God opens an avenue and you just walk into it. I I see it happen to you all the time. Some of you cry, some of you shout, some of you praise the Lord. I know what it is. Oh, the Lord opened the door and you walked right into it. You grasp another revelation. Sitting right there in churches battling, battling, battling. All of a sudden the Lord just opened the door. Boy, you just stepped out, and the devil said, what in the world happened? Wow. Praise be to God. Why? Because you are a friend of the Lord Jesus. And he opened the door and said, come in, sweetheart. I'm not going to make you bond slaves. I'm going to make you Full partners I'm not only going to give you the word I'm going to give you my mind to know what I want done with my word you see friends it's apparent that even all the message folks they have the tapes they have the books but it proves they don't have the mind of Christ because they don't know what to do with them so they get the tapes and then they go to harping on all the preachers sitting down, which is the opposite of what the tapes say. So they've got the tapes, but they don't have the mind of Christ to know what God wants done with the tapes. They think all the pastors ought to sit down and shut up. That's the spirit of the Antichrist. Amen. If I was the devil, I'd hammer on the five-fold ministry too. That's the thing that's going to get us out of here. Five-fold ministry feeding on this ministry of Malachi 4, that's what's going to get us out of here. It's the intimate relationship of Christ, the Holy Ghost. You are going to represent me. You will even do my works. You are to share with me in all things Notice now the speech of the Lord Jesus Not to Nicodemus now Verse 16 Ye have not chosen me
0: But I have chosen you
1: This is not suited for Nicodemus. Now listen to me. Jesus could not, in all honesty, say this to Nicodemus. Hold on to your false teeth now. Some of y'all in the shit, will add a double base of polygrip, shouldn't you? You know why? Because Jesus never Chose Nicodemus. so what can he tell Nicodemus the way that Nicodemus needed to hear friends I'm convinced I'm totally convinced while some preachers around this message fight predestination cause they are John through 16 people that's their only way in They think when you preach predestination, election, all that, oh my God, God have mercy, that's awful, it's awful. Jesus preached it. Paul, Peter preached it. Look at it over and over and over. What did they miss? The intimate connection. They're so scared. Oh, I know a preacher one time that preached on predestination. I know many of them that preach on the cross, it'll be lost. Whew. Ye have not chosen me. The word here translated chosen is actually the same word that we derive the word elect from. You can look at there on the screen. Echagliomahi. To pick out choosing one out of many of God choosing whom he judged fit to receive his favors and separated from the rest of mankind to be peculiarly his own and to be attended continually by his gracious oversight. to be attended continually by his gracious oversight my that sounds like a man watching over his wife to me but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go forth wait a minute Jesus wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute where's the mites no might
0: oh my goodness brother Terry who are we going to tell this to
1: <laughs> you have not chosen me but I might I was thinking about it ah, have God have mercy, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. Well, if he ordained it, what do you figure? Will it happen? Mites is on chickens, not on eagles. I've ordained you that you should go forth and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name he may give at you Whew. you imagine old brother Nicodemus now he come in on Wednesday night and they're preaching along the diet of the elect and old brother Nicodemus, John three sixteen. 16 God can in and Lord have mercy I never heard such stuff in my life what in the world it must be bad when you stumble in in one of them kind of special meetings The bridegroom's talking to his bride and he's pulling her up real close and whispering secret things to her and said, honey, I loved you before the world began. I know you're down and you're weary, but I don't want to talk about how big your problems are. I want to tell you how much I loved you. I loved you before you ever had this trouble. I love you when the trouble is gone. I love you in the millennium. I love you in eternity. As a matter of fact, I love you from eternity to eternity. I loved you down in the loop called time. I loved you when you was out of circulation. I loved you when you was lost, and when there is no more devil, I'll still be loving you. And the bride jumps up and runs off and says, hallelujah. He said, come on back now, darling. Come down here and sit down. Let me tell you some more. St. John fifteen nineteen. if you were of the world, the world would love his own, but because you're not of the world. But I might. The chances are 50,50 Ah chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you, therefore God's ground and foundation of his love for us has never been us. He don't love you because you're so wonderful. When are you going to realize you're a big dirt bag? You're nothing but problems and troubles and difficulties. I ain't talking about that seed now. I'm talking about your flesh. God didn't look at you and said, oh, look at that, Tony.
0: Oh,
1: he's a superior human being. I'm telling you what, oh my goodness, he's, God don't lie. Tony says, God says, look at Tony. Reminds me of Donnie. Reminds me of Terry, Janet, Payne and Lehman. Reminds me of the rest of my captured sons and daughters of God, held in them prison houses of time. They hate that mortality but down inside of them is my seed. (laughs) The unconditional and sovereignty of God and his love is based upon himself. Notice Deuteronomy 7, 7. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people for you were the fewest of all people but because the Lord loved you and because he would keep the oaths which he had sworn unto your fathers hath the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeems you out of the old mind. the house of bondmen from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt Isaiah 48 9 for my name's sake Well, I defer my anger. Oh, God See how much I pray. God said, no friend. If we could ever get this out of our mind, even when we're in the middle of trouble and distress, don't approach God. God, I paid my tithes last week. God, I've tried to pray. God, don't you see what you're doing? You're trying to approach God on your merit. Approach God. God, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I need help. Lord, I don't, even, I don't even know what I need. I'm in such a dilemma. I'm asking you for mercy. Intervene, Lord God, because you love me. Amen. Notice how God would do things. For my name's sake, while well, I defer my anger. And for my praise, while well, I refrain from thee. And you thought it was you the whole time. And you've been standing up there with your name on this banner Goody, 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 two-shoes. I am so good. I am so wonderful. God looked down and saw one day I'd grab up the whole of that altar and say, God, God, I need you, God. I've come to a spot, God. God said, why don't you shut up?
2: And let me save you and take the devil out of you.
1: Daniel chapter 9 verse 19 O Lord hear O Lord forgive O Lord hearken and do defer not for thine own sake O my God for thy city and thy people are called by thy name calling for God's mercy because how good they are because how good God is Amen. let me just be straightforward with all of us here tonight we are undeserving undeserving of the Word of God we hear at this church. We are undeserving of the musicians, of the deacons, of the trustees, of the lay people, of the Sunday school teacher. We're undeserving of the opportunity we have. We're undeserving of a nice building where we can come together and worship God. Oh, come on, children. We think we're Americans. God owes it to us. God owes us nothing. It's God's grace. It's God's mercy. Amen to Romans 5.8 But God commendeth his love toward us In that while we were yet sinners Christ might Here's a people he died specifically for And if it died specifically for them They will specifically be there <laughs> First John 4:10, herein is love. not not that we loved God, but that He loved us. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Valentines. Day. From the king of hearts The king of love Hallelujah Herein is love Not that we love God Get away from the idea of what you've done It's not that you love God God loved you But that he loved us And sent his son to be the perpetuation for our sins Verse 19 We love him because we're so good and we're so nice and we're so wonderful. because he first loved us.. I I'd like to hear John three sixteen. But well, I'd like to hear John fifteen sixteen. First Peter two nine. Romans eight twenty-eight. Ephesians one three. It don't make me mad when a preacher preaches on predestination. That's right down where I live. It don't make me mad when I hear a preacher preach on John three sixteen because it lets me know how merciful that my father really is. It shows me the mercy of the Lord Jesus sitting there dealing with the man that he himself knew. He could look right at that man in his soul and see there's no deposit of God. So he couldn't say to Nicodemus, I have chosen you and ordained you upon the foundation of the world. But when he said this, he could look straight at Peter and look him straight in the face and say, I chose you before the foundation of the world. You mean he could tell a mortal man that and he wouldn't drive him stark raving mad? He wouldn't go out and do everything he wanted to do? No, if you're one of them, you won't do that. but he wanted Nicodemus to be saved it's not his will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance though all won't that you might believe that you might be saved but the Lamb's book of life is not the might book it's the I have book. The might book is the book of life. Hmm? And some of those folks will stand up at the white throne judgment and their names will be blotted out of the book of life. Some folks names are blotted out now as they turn down truth for the last time. Now they might have been saved, right? They might have been saved. And their names could have remained in the book. And they would have went into eternal life. But they chose not to because their deeds were evil. So their names are removed from the book of life. And they will be destroyed. And even the very thoughts of the wicked shall perish. But the bride is not in the might book. I heard him say it today. Jesus' name was written in the book of life. And your name was written in there. Associated with his. Before the foundation of the world. No mites. Possibly, perhaps. I have. I will. It's done. So when he... (laughs) It is finished. Uh, It was. It was. Praise God. Don't you love him with all your heart? Children, may I reiterate it to you again? Blessed are your eyes. Blessed are your ears. Think of the prophets and the kings. Think how David would have loved to live in this day. Can you imagine King David coming to Happy Valley? Between me and him together, Lord have mercy. The deacons had constantly been setting him down. They had to have a special room outside for him way out yonder by himself. Him and his harp and all of his instruments and all of his singing and shouting and running the way he did without the Holy Ghost. He'd have had a time if he'd been here. Amen. Can you imagine? David knew there was something. He longed to see it, but he just couldn't see it. Can you imagine if David would have been sitting here tonight and heard you and said, Oh, God, that's what I long for. That's what I long for. Oh, my Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Oh, praise God. And here we are, nobodies, nothings. And God before the world ordained this to our glory. We're a blessed people. You may not have enough money to be able to go to McDonald's and buy a hamburger after church. But you are one of the most blessed mortals that have ever lived on this earth. By being able to hear God's truth. Praise God. Let's bow our heads together if you would. Oh my, my. Lord Jesus, what can we say? Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Father, I not only thank you for your grace and your beloved mercy to the elect of God called to be saints, but I thank you for your mercy to such men as Nicodemus. I thank you, Lord, that there will be masses and multitudes that will come out of the tribulation period. They meant so much to you that you showed them to John on the Isle of Patmos. And John didn't recognize them. They were Gentiles. So they were dressed so different than John knew and the, maybe the skin color and whatever more. And he said, spoke to him and he said, Sir, who are these? And he said, These are they that came out of great tribulation even when the rapture is called and the bride is finished and gone away your mercy has been extended praise god before the rapture and gentile people will come oh sure they'll be hunted down they'll be they'll be give their lives for what they know but there'll be multitudes of them that will stand there that day praise god and your grace don't stop there then we go into the millennium and the Indians, the Babylonians. Oh, praise God. The Apache, the Cherokee, the Blackfeet, the Sioux, the Arapaho. Many of them that believed in the one God, the Great Spirit, but they were never exposed to full truth. They'll resurrect out of the graves, out of the dust of the earth and come up on the earth them chiefs will lead their people to the kingdom of God. Praise God. And for a thousand years they'll live on this earth and their houses or teepees or whatever it is they have, praise the Lord, in a reign of peace. And at the end of that thousand years, old Cochise or Geronimo or whoever more, they'll take sides of Jesus. Praise God. When the devil goes about to deceive them, they say, he had me once, he ain't getting me no more. Come on, tribesmen, let's join with King Jesus in this battle. Maybe their name wasn't on your book. They wasn't of your genius. But you love humanity so much. You want them to be saved. So you opened up the way to eternal life. And if they look at the Lamb... And belief praise God and it strikes their heart praise God salvation can be ministered to them oh they'll never catch the secret parts they'll never be intimate they'll never walk in John 14 they'll never hear whispered to them John 15, 16, 17 they'll struggle along and they'll be church members and do the best they know to do good people but yet, there'll be others on the earth at the same time, and you'll pull them up real close, and you'll say, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's kingdom are many theophanies. Judas never heard those words. Praise God. If I go away to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. These are the intimate words, the rapture call, calling to the bride's book.
0: Thank you, Father.
1: Oh, if we could only understand it, then you privately turn around and look to the bride and say, blessed are your eyes. Blessed are your eyes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Help us to realize it's nothing we've done or could ever do. It's your grace. May we also realize if Satan can't stop the ministry from catching such words, then he'll try to hinder us from receiving them. Make our life so difficult and our burdens so heavy. Or try to cause this issue in our family and another issue or cause trouble among the people. May we be wise to understand what he's trying to do. Help us, Lord, to understand when we come in and sit down in our minds here and there and somewhere else, it's nothing but the devil to try to hinder us from that anointed word that God is fixing to speak. And our burdens can seem so heavy, it seem like we're about to lose our mind. It's nothing but the devil. Because Jesus is fixing to whisper John 14 or John 15 or John 16. And Satan wants to sideline us with our troubles. Help us, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Can we raise our hands? I know you've got to work tomorrow and your kids' got school and all that, but let's just take just a few minutes if you don't mind before we go. Oh, my. I feel so honored tonight, don't you? That we've sat in this. Intimate time with the King. Praise the Lord. Oh, you believe what you want to about what I'm fixing to say, but how I so appreciate men of God in this hour that spend time with King Jesus. They can get themselves out of the way. Oh, my. Evangelists, teachers, pastors, whatever more, thank God for every true servant of God that's not interested in an agenda, interested in building a kingdom. But interested in being a vessel that the Lord Jesus can be able to speak His words to you as bride. Then my friends, it ought to create such a desire in you. That you would want to be called by the Lord Jesus. What Abraham was called in the Old Testament. The friend of God. Praise the Lord. Praise. How many wants to be that? A friend to Jesus. Oh, not just a servant, not just a bond slave. Well, I just do what I have to do to get by. Uh Uh-uh. No. If he needs somebody to talk to, I want to be right there. Make fun of me if you wish. Laugh if you wish. I know from my own experience with God that the Lord apparently at times, we in the dark hours of the night, early hours of the morning, before daylight, He wants to talk. I know, because He wakes me up. I was laying there this morning, several hours before daylight, hearing some of these things that I've preached to you tonight. Praise God. You believe whatever you want to about it.
0: I believe it's the voice of the King, calling me and you to a higher place. An intimate place with Him. Amen, Lord Jesus.
1: Thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you tonight, Lord. We don't want to just barely make it in, Lord. Just, just tell me the bare minimum requirement. Let me just make it in. No, sir. No, Lord. I want to be a friend to you. I want to be a friend, Lord Jesus. Lord, you're more than welcome to wake me up all hours of the night. You're more than welcome, Lord, to burden me if one of my brothers and sisters are sick and need prayer. You're more than welcome to wake me up. Lay burdens on my heart, God, whatever. Oh Lord, I, I tell you right now, I'm here. I'm yours. I want to be your friend, Lord Jesus. Praise God. I don't have to be your pet I don't have to be the closest one. I don't have to know. I don't want that. you got men much more qualified than that than me. But I would like to just be your friend.
0: So men you can be buddies. Lord help me that I can live where you can talk to me. About the needs of your children. Oh Jesus. Blessed be your name. Almighty God we worship you Father. Praise God. Praise
1: God. I do not call you servants, he said, but I call you friends. For the servant doesn't know what his Lord does. But all things my Father has made known unto me, I have showed you. Praise be to God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Well, I'm trying to let you go, but it don't seem like he wants to. Praise God. We worship you, Lord. You're worthy, Lord Jesus. We're not in that big a hurry tonight, God. We're not in that big a rush. Our children can wait a few minutes. We can wait a few minutes about going out to eat a bite or going to do whatever. Lord Jesus, we love you. This is your service, Father. Oh, we want you to know we love you and we appreciate you, Father. We don't want this to be a drive-through on Wednesday night. We drive-through and get what we want and hurry back to the house. Oh, Lord, this is set-down night. We're set-down to eat at the table and feast with the king and fellowship and worship, Lord. We don't want church to be a drive-through where we're in a big hurry to go here and go there. Lord God, we love you with all of our hearts. We don't want to just take from you and then rush home on about our business. We want to let you know how much we love you How much we adore you How much you mean to us Lord God How we magnify your name and lift you on high Lord Jesus Praise be to God Oh blessed Lord God We worship you Lord Jesus I bless your holy name Father I exalt you great King of kings Mighty God everlasting Father Praise the Lord Jesus. We worship you, almighty God. There is none like you.
0: Amen. There is none like you.
1: Hallelujah. Let's sing that for us. Let's just sing just a little bit before we go. Can, Can you spare a few more minutes? Praise the Lord. We worship you. Almighty God There is none like you Aren't you glad you're serving a mighty God? Let me tell you something friends We stood here last Wednesday night Had Brother Darrell come up for prayer Y'all remember we prayed for him? He texted me on Thursday and said Brother Donnie He said from the time last night y'all prayed for me till today I'm 80% better than what I was last night Praise the Lord. Went to a surgeon on Friday and the surgeon told him, you know, he could opt for surgery and opt for surgery. Brother Darrell told him, he said, buddy, I was in such pain on Wednesday, I'd let you operate on me with a chainsaw. And he almost didn't come to church because he was in so much pain and suffering so much. But he said, he thought, no, I'm getting up and I'm putting my clothes on. And I'm coming to the house of God. Isn't it amazing? And Wednesday night was his night. For the presence of God to touch him. Maybe some of you come tonight the same way. Maybe it wasn't your back. Maybe it was home trouble or, you know, some other kind of thing has gone through. Oh my, tonight might be your night as well. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about a God that used to be. I'm talking about a right now God. An on time God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Remember he wants an intimate place with us. How can that be brother Donnie? I don't know. Look friends. Look at my hands. They're no more than yours. No more than yours. But I have seen God. I've laid these hands on people. I've seen God. Straighten out. Cross eyes. I've seen God heal tumors and cause them to vanish. Because I'm something, I'm nothing no more than you. But if He can get us in friendship with Him and let the Holy Ghost flow through us, it's not us. Praise God. Oh, I know, I know, we don't think He can do it no more. You're right, He won't for you. But if you'll believe him, we will. A few months ago, a couple in this church come in my office and sat right there. They sat down. A man and wife, I started talking to them. Felt the pulsation of the Holy Ghost start moving normally. Calm people down a little bit. A lot of folks is nervous, and they come in and sit down. Not sure why. But anyway, they get nervous. I started talking to them. I felt the unction of the Holy Ghost. I just kept talking. I kept talking. I seen him look over at her and smile. A few minutes of seeing her look back at him and smile. They sat there back and forth, back and forth. I said, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have took this time. He said, Brother Donnie, reach in his pocket laid out a piece of paper had eight things, eight questions we was going to ask. He said the Holy Ghost answered every one of them before we ever even got to ask it. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Message folks don't believe in that. Don't worry, that won't happen to message folks. It'll happen to believers. If our Holy Ghost cannot talk to us, we better get another Holy Ghost. Oh, are you a prophet? I'm profitless. No, I ain't no prophet. I'm a son of God filled with the Holy Ghost. What about you all? Amen. Sons and daughters of God. Well, is your Holy Ghost alive? Amen. Is he old and ancient and retired? Of course not. He's the same yesterday, today, Amen. and forever. Amen. Can he heal? Amen. Can he save? Amen. Hey, man. Praise God. I feel like having a prayer line. Who wants to be first? (laughs) Brother Jack.
0: Hallelujah.
3: I worship you Oh my The more so deep, it's more than I can understand, I rest in your peace, it's overwhelming. our God. will oh, sing with me how great is our God. And all will see how great Good night. None. In his arms I feel protected in his arms never disconnected no in his arms I feel protected There's no place I'd rather Best thing I've ever, ever done. Oh, in his arms I feel protected. In his arms, never disconnected. No, in his arms I feel protected rather Oh yeah. done oh yes in his arms i feel protected in his arms never disconnected no in his arms i feel protected Falling in love with with Jesus
2: Valentine's Day. Amen. Amen. God gave us Jesus Christ. God gave us His very heart. Hallelujah. Placed His heart upon a tree for us. Show us how much He loves us. Oh my. I remember years ago up in Virginia, the young girl come to the altar one night and I said little sis what what would you want the Lord Jesus to do for you she said all I've ever wanted brother Darrell was somebody to love me I don't know who my daddy is and my mom ain't got no time for me and I thought sis that may be true here but Jesus loves you Amen. Amen. amen isn't it wonderful has it been good to be in the house of God Amen. Thank you so much for, for the prayers and we're just doing so much better. Just I see the top of the mountain. This is so wonderful to see the top of the mountain. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. We certainly enjoyed the word of God tonight. Amen. So rich, so Amen. the love secrets that he whispers to us. Yes. No wonder the world thinks we're crazy. They've not heard the voice. They've, they've not heard the words that we've heard. Oh my, oh my! Isn't it wonderful? Praise God. Well, we. I know we got to work. Let's just, let's just bow our heads and may you go in the love of God. May the Lord bless you richly the remainder of the week. And we're heading up to Cold Country, uh, up in Saskatoon for the. Services up there this weekend, we desire your prayers. we travel up and back and we'll be praying for the services here, and certainly love and appreciate you. We're just so grateful that not only will we serve together here, but that day we all gather at Daddy's house, sit around his table. What a wonderful time it will be just to be home. May the Lord go with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, I'm not a smart man. I don't know fancy words, Lord. Sometimes when I get in your presence, I, I just don't know what to say, Lord. So listen to my heart. Listen to what my heart speaks back to you, Lord. How much I love you. When we look back on our lives, all of us, Lord, we can see how many times that You was there for us, Lord. How many times that You was cooling over us like a dove, cooling over its mate. And Lord, when we realize, dear God, that we're not here searching for you, but we're here because you were searching for us, Lord. The only time in the scriptures that you ever read was when you come looking for your fallen son. And Lord, I believe that ever fallen son, you come running looking for them, Lord. We are so grateful, dear God. We thank you for this message, Lord. We thank you for sending Malachi forward to bring store of the word back to our hearts, dear God, that we may be restored back to our rightful position as sons and daughters of God. How we thank you for it, Lord, to see the hour of the consummation, Lord, of the redemption, the plan of redemption, Lord, that you labored in love to bring this plan into manifestation. And, Lord, how we are so grateful that you made us a part of, lord we just love you for it tonight father we thank you for the word that we heard we thank you dear god for every request that was given tonight knowing lord you're more than able to answer every need and lord i pray that you'd bless our Precious brother Donnie, Lord, that you'd restore his strength to him, dear God. Lord, that he would wake up in the morning and refresh, Father, that when he puts his feet on the floor, the devil would say, Oh, no, here he comes again. Grant it, Lord, be my prayer. And go with my brothers and sisters as they travel on the way home tonight, dear God. May they may they feast upon the things that we've heard, Lord. And as James said, may we not be hearers of the word, but may we be doers of that which we've heard, Lord, that the word would go into our hearts and we can speak it back upon our lips as a rightful position, Lord, as sons and daughters of God. How we thank you for it tonight, Lord. May our sick be healed, dear God. May the weak be made strong, Lord. And I pray, Father, that a revival break out in every home, Lord God. Oh, may you move among us, Father, as we feast upon these things, Lord. May the vitamins of the Word bring about the very body change that we desire, Lord. Grant it, Father, we pray. Go with your children now, Lord. We love you and we adore you. And we thank you, Lord, for the word of God that you gave us this night. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And the bride says, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You're dismissed tonight in the fear of the Lord. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Be safe going home. May the Lord bless you richly. Amen. Amen. You really can leave if you want. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There is none like you. Thank you, Lord. No one else can touch my heart like you do. For all
3: eternity,
2: Lord And find there is none like you There is none like you Yes, Lord Jesus No one else can touch my heart like you do
3: Search for all eternity long and find there is none like you. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. I could search for all eternity long and find search for search for all eternity long and find there is a life.